After World War II, from 1946 to 1964, a new breed was raised up. A strong clan of brilliant, fearless, invincible people. Ones who believed they could do anything. Who changed the very culture of the entire world. This clan is the tribe known as the Baby Boomers. But somehow life happened. The J.O.B., the family, the kids. For some, divorce, remarriage, more kids, moving, new jobs, layoffs. And then the very people whose motto was, never trust anyone over 30, suddenly passed that age and now are doubling. Many now with dim vision, lost hopes, and broken dreams are fearful that it's all over and the only thing that's left is regret. But out of the ashes was born Bobby the Boomer. His mission is to inspire belief, rekindle his clan's fire, to revive the hopes and dreams of his tribe so they will rise up once again to surpass their glory days and achieve even greater things now. Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! Nope! It's Bobby the Boomer! Bobby the Boomer! Hey! Bobby! Bobby boy! Yes, Grandpa? Go fix it the world! Here's Bobby. Hey, this is Bobby the Boomer, the Baby Boomer's buddy, coming to you today in my mobile studio on a nice, warm Chattanooga, Tennessee day. It is 68 degrees Fahrenheit. Can you believe that? In a February. Woo! And it just turned 3 o'clock. Yeah, I'm already done with the J-O-B, and I didn't have a chance to do a podcast on the way home. I did a few errands and then I came home and I rushed on out into my mobile studio to take a drive down the road and up the road. Cause you know I like being in my mobile studio. I am a whole lot more animated. I can yell, scream, wave my hands. I can't wave them too much cause I gotta keep them on the steering wheel. But I can be, I can just be me and have a lot of fun. If I'm in my apartment oh, it's kinda tough cause besides feeling a little restricted like I've said in previous episodes, which you can go back to if you wish. Not right now. But uh, I get a little uh, subdued because I don't want to make a lot of noise and disturb my neighbors. Plus, the neighbors have a little yuppie dog. Yeah, a little yuppie dog, actually. It just, you ever know any of the dogs? Have you ever had a dog? I had one once and got rid of it fast. But if you've ever had a dog that just yep, 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 all day, all night. Yeah, that's what we got next door. But it only happens. I have figured it out. I'm not a dog whisperer, but I have figured out that the reason this dog yep, yep, yeps uh, certain times is when its owner goes to work or goes on an errand or goes whatever, does whatever it does, she does, or goes wherever she goes, and that dog has what they call separation anxiety. Because I have noticed when her car, the owner, is the dog don't drive. When the car is not in the in the parking lot of the apartments, that dog is a yapping, 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 yapping. And when the car is in the parking lot, or I see her coming out of her car, the owner, into the apartment, the dog suddenly stops because it's not anxious anymore because my master my buddy my best friend the person who feeds me loves me pets me is home so i can stop being a nuisance uh, to everybody and everything everywhere yeah so that's that so bobby what's the episode title for today well i'm glad i asked the episode uh, title today is come clean 
come clean. Why is it come clean, Bobby? Well, I'm glad you asked that too. Well, I mean, I'm glad I asked that too. The reason I thought about this title, because uh, yesterday I had to wash clothes. Yep, I had to wash clothes. They was piling up and piling up, and I work full time, and my wife works full time, and I like helping out. So I thought, well, I think I'll just come clean, and I'll make the clothes clean that we need to clean. Yes, yes, yes. So I thought of that title. And there are so many things that that title, Come Clean, could mean. It could mean come clean like in a clean your clothes. Could be come clean like in take a shower. Could be come clean like in why don't you admit to something you did that wasn't so good that you shouldn't have done. You know, own up to responsibility. And I have a good example. That's kind of really what I want to talk about. It just so happened that I had to wash clothes and I needed a title for an episode. So come clean. Here we are. Uh, I want to talk about though coming clean or being responsible. And if you've done something wrong. I've noticed in this here society that we're living in these days, folks like to point the fingers at everybody else. There's a saying, when you went point one finger out, you got three fingers pointing back at you. But I don't know about that so much. But I do know that this society these days loves to blame everybody and everything except for owning their own responsibility. If somebody did something, they want to say, well, it was so-and-so's fault or it's because I didn't have this or because you didn't do that or because the sun was in my eyes the, 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 the chair wasn't comfortable enough I didn't get enough sleep oh it's somebody else's fault I am not going to take responsibility nope 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 I'm going to blame somebody else instead of just coming clean well do I have an example for that well it just so happens even after I wrote the title down and that's why I decided to go off into this angle instead of just washing clothes and washing yourself and making yourself physically clean I thought well this is a good example just from just from this morning. <laughs> so I'm glad I kind of waited to do this show. There's a thing at work when you get scammed. Somebody tries to get your information or your email and stuff. And at work, especially at big corporations and things, there are always folks trying to get information of hospital information, especially since I work in a hospital. Uh, or they're trying to get billing information. They're trying to get credit card numbers. They're trying to steal all sorts of information that they could use to make money illegally and unlawfully. But they always do these little tests from time to time to see if we're on our toes, to see if we know what's going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they sent a, what I would call a bait, I guess for the longest time I called it pishing because I saw the P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G. I thought it was pishing. Somebody said, no, it's fishing, but it's because it's a computer. They're going to put P-H because if they just put fishing like in fishing, you'd think there was fishing. And I thought, oh, okay. Anyhow, they put out these things every once in a while to see if you're going to take the bait. Well, buddy, I got a hole in my lip from taking that bait big time. Yes, big time. This morning I saw an email and I, I had been doing I'm going to make my excuse first and then I'm going to, then I will come clean. I was gleary, glassy-eyed, doing computer work for, I don't know, a few hours, and I, I kind of glazed over. I, I don't like paperwork. I don't know if I've ever mentioned it in a show before. I know I've mentioned it at the old J-O-B many, many times. But I don't like paperwork. Nope, nope, nope. And I don't like computer work, which is the same as paperwork, because you're putting paper stuff and data on a computer. 
So, same as paperwork to me. Anyhow, I got all glassy-eyed, and I was just a, uh, you know, dazing, dozing, and dazing off, or dazed and confused, I don't know, but I was just a mess. And all of a sudden, I, just, I was checking emails, and this email came up, something about Microsoft, Windows, Office, something, and you got to verify. And this is the hospital administrator, because they'll use your name of your, they're so smart, these evil people. They use the name of your corporation, even use the name of your boss or your CEO or whoever, and say, it's for me. It's from us. It's safe. Come on, help us out. We need to renew your account for your, uh, in this particular case, for your Windows Office 365 Microsoft something. And I just looked at that and went, hmm. And I thought to myself, which I probably didn't think a whole lot, I thought, hey, it's from my workplace. It's got their name on it. It's talking about Windows Office uh, something, Microsoft something, something, something that I know we have at work. And I said, well, let me just click on that. <laughs> Bad idea, because I don't know if any of y'all work on this kind of stuff and have that kind of software, but a big yellow and orange bright flashy, flashy, flashy email came up saying, you have taken the bait. You're a sucker. I'm paraphrasing. You did it. You clicked on a fishing fishing expedition and you're busted now you're gonna take a extra class on teaching you how not to be so gullible you fish you <sighs> so i spent a good bit of today on paperwork more paperwork and then i learned all sorts of stuff that i should have known already and i probably did but i wasn't paying attention obviously uh, i took the bait so what's the moral of the story bobby well the lesson that i that I want to expound or share with you is the fact that I could have just kind of like clicked on the thing that said, yes, I will take the extra class and whatever. And then not said nothing to anybody in the shop, not said anything to my boss. Unfortunately, though... The boss gets a notice, and they know that you fell for it. I don't know why they make the bosses, they make the boss and the manager take the same lesson that I have to take. And if anybody in the shop, anybody in the hospital, if this, it's good that we got a small department, but if anybody in the hospital or anybody in a workplace, that a big organization that does it, uh, at least in my place, they make the managers take the same class I take. And they got to do it every time somebody messes up, you would think... <laughs> I guess they don't think either sometimes. You would think that if a lot of people are doing this, that the manager will be notified that, hey, this fish took the bait. Go uh, chew on him a little bit and, um, you know, correct him. Tell him don't do that again. And he's going to get this class and we'll send you a notification when he finishes the class. you think they would do that. So they wouldn't put more on the poor managers than they already got doing paperwork because they do a lot more paperwork than I do. Yes, yes, yes. Maybe they love paperwork. But anyhow, I could have made excuses. I could have said, you know, what I said in this uh, here a little bit ago. I was so tired. My eyes were hurting. And I was like, could have done that. But I, no, I, you know, I said, I'm going to send an email to my boss and I'm going to tell him what happened and I'm going to apologize and let's step up to the plate and I'm going to take this thing and I'm not going to wait for them to tell him and I'm not going to wait for the uh, letter saying I finished the course to come to him. I'm going to let him know when I finished the course. 
Now, how is that a good lesson? And why is that a, the moral of the story for today, Bobby? Well, because, like I said, I've noticed a lot of people just don't own up to responsibility. They don't own up to mistakes. Sometimes it's just so simple. I know it's hard. We don't, we get scared or we get embarrassed or we get ashamed. But I have found over the years when I have implemented this, coming clean and uh, just owning up to your mistakes, you know what? It is so nice and so so much of a relief when you get on, get the truth out, own up to your mistake, and then move on. You know, I've I've done myself, I don't know about you baby boomers, but there's things in my life that I've hidden or not told people. For example, for years I was an alcoholic. And I hid my drinking from my family, hid my drinking. I hid, I hid it so good. Let's put it this way. I hid it so well that I had a high school reunion, so to speak, with a friend. Best friend I had through junior high and high school. And I told him I had an alcohol problem and the Lord had taken it away from me and told him my story, my testimony. And he looked at me and said, I would have never known that. You really went through all that? Wow. Well, I was good at hiding it. I was good at hiding it uh, in many places. And... Thank God I have been sober since mm, 1998, 1998 or 1999, and that is awesome, but I was hiding it all those years, and then finally I admitted it to the Lord, admitted it to my family, and I said, I need prayers, and I asked the Lord, you know, you need to help me, and they say the biggest, first biggest leap is to admit you got a problem, especially with alcoholism, and I think that's good for anything. First big leap into freedom is to admit you did something wrong or you're doing something wrong. You want to change. You don't want to do that no more. Or you're sorry. I messed up. I messed up, but I shouldn't have done that. Please forgive me and help. Help me not to do that again. Be accountable for your stuff. Come clean. Yes. So I did that today and I felt good right away. I felt kind of dumb that I was the, the fish with the hook in my mouth and I took the bait. I still don't feel too good about that, but I'm really glad that I didn't try to come up with a bunch of reasons why it was their fault that I messed up. So I am telling you that story, hoping that if there's something in your life, big or small, that you need to deal with, that you need to come clean about, come clean. And just like clean clothes and clean body, once you You've taken a nice shower. Hey, you feel good, right? You feel clean. You feel fresh. You feel pure. You feel good. So if you do that with something that's bugging you or something that somebody else is doing, you want to come clean and tell them, hey, you know what you're doing there? I don't really like that. Sometimes we don't we don't tell people what we think. We put up, we just roll that little loop, 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 and then we get angry and resentful and bitter. You know, if you just say, hey, you know, I really don't like that. Confrontation at first is not fun. Neither is coming clean, but once you do, I know, like when you're scrubbing that dirt off you, you've been out dirty and you're scrubbing the back of your neck and behind your ears and you're getting all that, all that dirt off you. Sometimes it hurts, especially if you use one of them loofah, uh, loofah sponges. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but after you're all clean, hey, it feels good, right? So I am telling you from experience, when you come clean with spiritual or mental or just things that are bugging you or something you did well when you come clean with that you feel good i feel good today and i hope you do too and that's what i have for you today this is bobby the boomer the baby boomers buddy i hope you come back for another episode i hope you do subscribe that way next time a new show comes out you will get notified and you won't miss a single one not even one. And I appreciate that. If you want to leave me a rating, you can do that. One to five is how iTunes does it. Five is the best. One is the least. But you give me what you think I deserve, and I will certainly appreciate whatever it is, because we're trying to build 
the Bobby the Boomer Tribe, the Baby Boomer Tribe. Yes, back up to the greatness that we were. We're very young and strong and full of them and bigger. Yeah, I'm going to do it one at a time. And I thank you for listening today. Like I said, I hope you come back for another episode. And until then, this is Bobby the Boomer, the Baby Boomer's buddy, saying to you goodbye and God bless. Bye.